Hey, and welcome to the 12 Stone Church Podcast. Thank you so much for taking time to be a part of today's message. We hope it inspires you, encourages you, and deepens your faith in Jesus. Enjoy the message. So happy Father's Day, dads out there. Congratulations. You made it another year with kids, which is a feat in and of itself. We're so glad that you're hanging out with us. Blow that up in the chat. Thank dads. Dads, give us a little wave in the chat on YouTube. We're so glad that you're spending Father's Day with us. Today, I'm spending Father's Day with some dads today hanging out. Thank you. Travis, is, you're a dad. It's a scary thought, but hey, three, three girls for Travis. Think about, think about the three guys that are going to marry your three daughters and how terrible your relationship with them is going to be. And we're going to pray about that. Oh, just kidding. Travis is actually an incredible dad. I'm just joking around with him. So today we're talking to dads, but we're talking to everybody, but to dads specifically. And the topic, we're sitting inside of this series on James, and it's perfect because we're going to be talking about the power of your tongue, the power of the words that you say. And if we're honest, we've all had moments where words escape our mouth before our brain can say, don't, don't do it. You've had the moment, maybe... Where you, you see a, a woman, you say, oh, when are you due? And she's not pregnant, right? Like, you only do that one time. Like, at this point, I could, I could be in the labor and delivery wing of the hospital, and she's nine months. I, I don't know. I, I, not happening again. <laughs> you might have you had a moment like I had where you see a beautiful little baby, and you say, oh, your son is so handsome, as you begin to notice the pink bow in her, in her hair. That's, again, a moment you wish you could take back. True story. You won't believe me. About eight years ago, Flowery Branch, Lee, eight years ago on Father's Day, an older gentleman and a younger girl were walking into church together. <laughs> you know where it's going. And I, and I said, oh my goodness, you're bringing your dad to church on Father's Day. That's awesome. And they both looked at me weird. Yeah, they were dating. That's, <laughs> that's not a, a father and, and a daughter. That was a, that was a moment I wish I could get my words back, right? We've all had those moments. But words are, are more than an opportunity to embarrass ourselves. Words are powerful. See, think about your life, how, how little words have shaped every part of your journey. Think about the first time you said, I love you, to your spouse. Think about those words, will you marry me? Guys, we all did that. That moment, your palms were sweaty, and your whole life was shaped with those, those words. Maybe you, you had a riff with somebody, and, and you hear them say, I forgive you. You're hired. That's a life shaper. See, those are good words, and those, those have shaped our life. There's also the, the other side of it. There's the, the bad words, like this is, this is not going to work. We're, we're done. We're breaking up. Maybe you heard the words, you're fired. <laughs> maybe, maybe you heard the words that you didn't make the team. You didn't get into the school you wanted to get into. All, all of those things come, come to us through words. See, in great part, your life is shaped by the words you speak and the words that are spoken to you. Your history is altered from words. See, in great part, that's why the book of James talks so much about your tongue, the words you speak. In fact, in every chapter of the book of James, all five chapters, James addresses the tongue and the words you speak at least once in all five chapters. And today, we're going to sit inside of chapter three of the book of James, and that's where he unpacks in great detail what our, what our tongue is about, what are the words that we're speaking, how powerful that they are. So you can grab your Bibles with us, guys. You can grab your Bibles if you want. We're going to be in James 3. Travis, they can help you find that 
I'm just kidding. This is not going to be dog Travis day. I promise you're a great dad and God loves you. And we're all proud of you. So James three, we're going to look at this together. And he, he, here's what he does. He takes your tongue and he gives us three metaphors that, that reference our tongue, that teach us how our tongue works and why our words are so powerful. So here's the first verse. Let's read this together. In James 3, 3, we put bits in the mouths of horses to obey us, and we can turn the whole animal. If you've ever seen a horse, it's just this little metal bit they slide in the, in the mouth of the horse, and the rider can steer this 1,000, 2,000-pound animal with just this little, this little bit. And he gives us another metaphor. He says, or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise. Listen, likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. See, James is trying to paint a picture for us saying, listen, although your tongue is quite small in relation to the rest of your body, your tongue has the power to steer where your life heads. See, just like that little bit in the horse's mouth, just like the little rudder on the back of a monstrous cargo ship, that small thing can steer the whole. In fact, if you're taking notes, maybe you want to write this down, your tongue your tongue has the power to steer your life. And don't just breeze past this. Like, yeah, yeah, I get it. Move on. No, your tongue has the power to steer your life. Think of all the good things the rest of your body does. They can all be undone by your tongue. Listen, you can, you can work hard. You can give your kids hugs and kisses. Serve your spouse around the house. You can do a great job at work. Work really hard. And all it takes is your tongue to slip up one time to mess the whole thing up. The whole of me does everything right, and then my tongue speaks, and I can mess the whole thing up. And dads, listen, Father's Day, dads, your words matter. You, I, I don't have enough words to explain how much your words matter in the life of your kids. In great part, your words will steer your kids' lives. Your words will set the trajectory for your kids' lives. The things that we speak into them and over them will set their future. Dads, your words matter. And that's true for more than just dads, as parents, as spouses, as friends. But there's not one of us that doesn't have at least a little tinge of regret, right? When you realize that the, the words you speak over your kids can shape their future. See, I sit with people all the time who are wrestling through something that was spoken over their life as a kid whether it was a parent, a friend, a bully at school, an ex-boyfriend or girlfriend that said something that still bounces around in their heads. Sit with couples all the time who are in the midst of a marriage issue and they can't get past something that the other one said to them and it just scarred them so deep. I sit down with young people all the time and they, they don't know how to get ahead in the business world and to grow in their, in their position at work and they, they want to get ahead and they don't know how. And then I hear how they speak at work and I go, oh, well, that's, that's why. Listen, young people, the earlier you get this, the better. Listen to me. There are people fired every day, not for lack of competence, but for lack of self-control of their tongue. People get fired every day for the stuff they say, even when the stuff they do is great. See, the tongue is powerful. And beyond just the first two metaphors, James goes on and gives us an even stronger metaphor for our tongue. Let's look in verse five together. Here's what it says. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire. A world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body. This little tongue corrupts the whole body. It sets the whole course for one's life on fire and is itself set on fire by hell. James, that got aggressive quickly. <laughs> that, was, 
That went from like, hey, it steers a horsey to like, you're going to burn the world down from that. It's crazy. But I think James is trying to paint a big enough picture so we realize, listen, your words are like fire. Your words can set your life ablaze. Your words can burn people. You see, the reality of our life and what James wants us to know, your words can burn people. Now, it's Father's Day, so we're going to have a little bit of fun. Here's, dads, your words are like chicken wings. And here, go with me. Someone just got blessed. True story. We were like, Travis, you want to be a part of Father's Day? He's like, I might be busy. We're giving away chicken wings. I, you know what? My, my calendar opened up all of a sudden. So here we are. Dads, your, your words are like chicken wings. Let me, let me give you a picture. First of all, can you guys like, are your sinuses I can feel this clearing my sinuses. So we got sweet, we got hot, we got chicken wings. And if you know anything about wings, you've heard of the Scoville scale. And what the Scoville scale is, here's what it is. It ranks how hot chicken wings are. And it starts with a water drop, which is apparently no heat. And the flame gets bigger, just like James talking about fire. The flame gets bigger, the hotter the wings are. And the reality is this, I love chicken wings. I love all the flavors. I love, I love the sweet flavors, right? I like the sweet. I like the savory. I like, I like the hot ones probably about here. Not here, but probably about here. I, I like the flavors. And listen, your words come in all types of flavors, just like chicken wings do. Your words come in all kinds of flavors. And the Scoville scale tells us how hot wings are. But listen, the Holy Spirit wants to tell you how hot are the words that you're spitting into the life of your family. Dads, listen, your words are like chicken wings. And here's what we're going to do. Guys, go ahead and start bringing out some chicken wings. We're going to have a little, <laughs> little chicken wing moment together because I think this illustrates what James is trying to tell us. Now, we've got one sweet and we've got one hot for each of you guys to try. You've got your little styrofoam containers. This is male communion. This is the best version. It's not right theologically, but it's a great picture. <laughs> So guys, we got some IBC root beer, got some milk for the hot one if you need it, got some water bottles. So I want us all together. You should know which one's which. That's the sweet. You got a couple of those. So go ahead and bite in. Enjoy some of that. Now be careful. You're going to get wing sauce all over you, right? You've had chicken wings before. You know this. If you've had chicken wings before, you know that sauce gets all over you. How's that taste? Real good. <laughs> this is best Father's Day ever right now. These, these wings are sweet. So listen. Catch this. Don't, don't miss the point. Dads, sweet words, sweet words stick to your kids. Just like that wing sauce, right? When you speak sweet words, tender words, loving words, it sticks. You're going to lick your fingers later today, and you're going to still smell and still taste the residue of that sweet. Sweet words stick. In fact, I have a drawer in my office, in my desk, full of notes that, that my dad wrote to me over the years. Just, Jason, I'm proud of this. And my wife wrote. That people in the church have written just, hey, thank you for this, Pastor. And I save that drawer. So when I have a tough day, I go in there and I just scramble up. And I'll grab some of those words. And they stick to my soul. They encourage me. Sweet words, they will stick. But there's also a second category. Hot wings. You guys, you guys are ready for the second round. Now, Travis, you don't have to eat all of everyone. These are just, just sampling. So listen, sweet words stick. But there's also a second round of wings here. We got some hot wings. 
Just in the chat, I'm just curious. If anybody loves like the hot, 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 spicy, let us know. That's not for me. And I want you guys to know this. Uh, Colleen put this together. I didn't pick how hot these wings were, but they're hot. When they opened the door and brought them in the building, my sinuses were immediately cleared. So, so buckle up. Let's, let's take a look at these things. Pull them out. Oh, goodness. You got some milk, too, if you need them. So, guys, go ahead and, uh, go ahead and take a bite, that chicken wing, and enjoy. You got some IBC root beer, too, Travis. Take a bite. Let me see how this plays out. How we doing? Leave you to, up. Oh, there it goes. Got some spice to them, don't they? Do people enjoy this? Yes, they do. Just going to keep eating them. Clear the sinuses. Listen, don't miss this. This is, this is cheesy. This is funny. Harsh words. Listen, they burn and they stick. Listen, when you, when you eat a chicken wing, your fingers, you touch your eyes after you eat a hot wing, you're in some trouble. Listen, hot, harsh words burn and they stick. There are things that some of you have heard over your life, words that have stuck to your soul that you still carry with you. And these guys back here are going to be burping hot sauce for the next 10 hours because harsh words, they stick with you. You can't, you can't get rid of them. See, I was talking to a lady after service. She came up for prayer, and she said, Pastor, I need you to pray for me. I started praying for her. She has some self-body image issues. In the middle of prayer, she stopped. She said, will you pray and ask God to help me forget the morning my mom called me fat when I was a little girl? going, my goodness, that was just an itty bitty word, one instant, one moment, and it scarred her decades later. Listen, dads, moms, everybody, harsh words, they burn and they stick. I remember on a dare going to BW3's, Buffalo Wild Wings, and I ate one of the hottest wing that they made, one Took one bite, 10 seconds in, like you guys are right now. My eyes are watering. My mouth is on fire. My throat feels like it's closing up. I'm All it was was one little chicken wing. But listen, when you just one little harsh word can stick, and you'll carry it the rest of your life. Here's the point. If you're taking notes, listen. Your words can either build up or they can burn down, but either way, they stick. This is good news and this is bad news. Listen, your good words that build up, those are going to stick. But listen, the, the words that, that burn, the harsh words, they will burn things down and those words will stick in the life of your kids, your friends, your spouse for a long time. And as these guys are back here with wet wipes, trying to get the remnants of chicken wings off their fingers, some people spend the rest of their life trying to get the remnants of burn off their fingers from words that were spoken over them. And dads, I don't know about you, I don't want my kids growing up having to wipe the burn of the words I spoke over them for the rest of their life. I want my kids to have a sweet taste in their mouth. When they think about their dad, they go, oh, those words he spoke over me, man, those words blessed my life. So what do we do? If James is saying, listen, your tongue, it'll steer your life, careful. Even more so, your tongue can burn down a forest worth of damage with just one little word. What do we do with that? I want to give you three very specific, very practical things that we do with this. This is for dads. This is for all of us, but dads especially. Here's the first thing. This is simple and to the point. Shut up. <laughs> I, I don't know about you. I don't let my kids say that word. My parents didn't let me say that word as a kid, but, but listen, some of y'all need to look at somebody, remind them right now, just say, shut up. Now, kids, if your parents don't let you say it, don't say it. It's Father's Day. Be a good kid. 
your parents let you, maybe they'll let you off the hook one time. But some of y'all need to hear this. Shut up. <laughs> sometimes we just need to hear that. In fact, I think the Holy Spirit sometimes whispers. Maybe he doesn't say shut up because he's so tender and he loves us. But that's the essence. He's saying, bro, shut up. You're, you're in a conversation with your spouse or, or with a friend or with your kids and you feel the anger start to, to bubble up and you're hurt by something they said or something that happened and you're about to just dump your hot sauce all over them and burn them and the Holy Spirit goes, shut up. Don't do it, man. Some of the best advice you can be given sometimes is just shut your mouth. Think about scenarios and events. Think back to moments in your life where you wish to God that someone was standing next to you going, nope, don't say that. Shut up. Don't say it. So you, some of y'all lost jobs in moments like that. You lost girlfriends and boyfriends, friends. People can lose relationships with their kids in moments like that. And the Holy Spirit goes, no, 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 no. You don't have to, you don't have to say that right now. Just shut up. See, you can always say more. You can never say less. You can always eat another hot wing. You can't ever take it back, right? You, you can always say more. You can, you can never say less. But let me pause. Right now, many of you are thinking about the person that you think needs to shut up, and you're missing the point. This is, this, we're talking to you. God's talking to you right now. See, when my parents didn't let me say the word shut up as a kid, what they were really hoping is that I would learn to shut up, right? I wasn't allowed to say it, but I better learn it. And here's what I hear in our culture all the time is, listen, I'm just being honest, man. I want to be authentic. I want to be real. Listen, if you think that being authentic and real is saying everything that's true, that's like go live in a cabin in the woods by yourself kind of stupid. You can't survive that kind of world. You see, honesty is not saying everything that is true. It's making sure everything you say is true. Listen to me. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will say, don't say that. And you can say, but I'm being authentic. It's true. It might be true, but sometimes honesty isn't honoring. Don't miss this. It's, it's not okay to be honest and not honoring. So you, um, let me just get real. You might look at someone and say, that guy's dumb. He might be dumb, but it's not honoring to say, I'm just being honest. You're dumb. That, what? You, you can't, we can't live in a world where, where everyone can say everything that's true. Don't, don't get into this thing of, I want to be real and I'll stop. Honest and dishonoring doesn't work in the kingdom. So sometimes what you need to hear is simply this, shut up. It's the reason your tongue is behind your teeth and your lips, because you're not meant to say everything that comes to your mind. And I want you to know the Holy Spirit's going to prompt this. That pause you get before you run your mouth, I believe that's the Holy Spirit. If you're a believer, if you're a follower of Jesus, that's the Holy Spirit saying, I want to help you right now. If you want to grow in your faith, you want to grow in this journey of what it means to be more like Jesus, when the Holy Spirit says shut up, you go, okay, because you're going to burn people all over the place. You're going to burn bridges, relationships, friendships, dads. You're going to burn your kids, and they're going to spend the rest of their life trying to get the, the taste of your harsh words off their hands, and I'm telling you, you will wake up and regret it. First, shut up. Second, speak up. Dads, your voice is massive in your kids' lives. Moms, true. Friends, all true. Dads, your voice. And we got to learn to speak up. 20 years ago to this month, my dad took me to breakfast. We had a conversation that I still remember 20 years later. 
just graduated high school and I was about to step into the college years. He took me to, I think it was Burger King, Cinnaminis. Do they still make Cinnaminis, Burger King? Yes. Little mini ones? I'm uh, sorry. Anyone? <laughs> they, I, hope so. I hope so. I'm sitting there with my, with my pops across the table eating Cinnaminis before, uh, before I went to work that day in the summer. And, and we had a conversation. He said, Jason, he started just calling out things that he was so proud of me. Jason, you're a man of character. I'm so proud of that. Jason, you're a leader among your friends. I'm so grateful to God that he made you that. I can still remember this 20 years later. And then he gave me this advice. He said, Jason, your mom and I, we've done a lot of good. We've also given you baggage. I'll never forget these words. I can still close my eyes and see this 20 years later. Jason, I give you permission to throw away all the stuff that's baggage that your mom and I gave you. And you keep all the things that is good and that is right. I give you that permission. And then he gave me this little business card. I still have it in my wallet 20 years later. Carry it with me every day. Dad, if you're watching, I don't even know if you know this. I still carry this card every single day in my wallet. It's all worn down now. Don't get to read all of it. This is private. It's my dad and I. Here's his words speaking over my life. Your mom and I love you. Never forget, you can always come home. (sighs) Put your trust in God. He will never fail you. See life through God's eyes. Keep a positive attitude no matter what happens to you. It's who you are, not what you do that matters most. There's others, but that's me and my dad's stuff. See, those words, they stuck. Dads, when you speak up in the life of your kids, those words are going to stick. For whatever reason in this culture, I don't know what it is, but guys, sometimes we have a hard time speaking up, don't we? Sometimes we have a hard time expressing our emotions that aren't anger. It's easy to get anger out, right? But for whatever reason in our culture, men sort of pull back from speaking up. And we should have the loudest voice in our family. We should be the loudest voice in our kid's life. And some of you are like, yeah, trust me, I'm the loudest. No, I'm not talking about volume. I'm talking about value. Words are not measured in volume. They're measured in value. And dads... Simple things, hearing your kids, or your your kids hearing you say, I love you. I'm proud of you. God's got a plan for your life. Calling out things in them that that are specific to them. Bless your kids. Speak this over their life. Give them that sweet sauce. It will linger with them for years. 20 years later, I still have his words in my heart. But dad, I get this. Here's what happens. Let's take it really practical. You're driving to work. You're at work. You're playing golf. You're doing something. You think about something with your kids and go, man, I love that my son's like that. I'm so proud that my daughter has that. And you're not with them. And so you forget. And then you get with them and it's not the right moment. It feels a little bit awkward. And so you don't say it or you forgot the word. Listen, just grab your phone. Text them. This is not weird. Just, hey, son, just thinking about you. I'm so proud of this in you. I just want you to know I love you. That's it. You can leave a legacy of text messages in the life of your kids. It doesn't have to be weird. But listen, whatever happens, we have to speak up. This is true for adult kids too. At 19, they don't suddenly stop needing the voice of their dad, their mom. They need this. And for all of us, here's a principle. Don't miss a moment. Don't miss a moment. Don't miss an opportunity to speak up. When you see somebody do something... Speak up. Man, that was awesome. Thank you. Man, I saw you do this. No one else saw it, but I saw it. I want you to know that was an awesome thing you did. That was kind. Don't miss a moment. Speak up. Church, we should be the best at this. 
Because we have a Father in heaven that speaks over us and speaks into us. We should model this. Speak up. So shut up. Speak up. Lastly, clean up. Clean up. See, when you make a mess, when you burn somebody, you better, you better clean up. See, when you get that hot sauce on somebody, don't make them clean it up. Go back and clean it up. That's your responsibility. Everybody, this is our, when you make a mess, you have to clean it up. Dads, it's especially true for us. When you mess something up, when you burn your kids, you better be the first one running back with wet wipes. Let me, hey, 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 let me clean that up. See, last week I was on vacation, just took four or five days with the family, and it's the last day, and had a fun week, and everything was great. My oldest son, Luke, my wife had made like these fruit smoothie things, and they were, he was sort of jacking around, playing, and playing loose with the, with the cup, and he drops it, and explosion of purple fruit chunks everywhere. And in that moment, in that moment, I exploded. <laughs> and don't act like you've never done this. I exploded, just, I don't even know. And I, I undid him in front of the whole family. How could you, how do you not hold on to that stupid cup? Here's some paper towels, clean it up. And I walked off and, and immediately the Holy Spirit went, what? What if I treated you like that every time you made a mess? The Holy Spirit wouldn't let me get away from it. And I, I let him finish cleaning up and I pulled him aside in the bedroom and I just grabbed him and I looked him in the eyes and said, son, daddies make mistakes too sometimes. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for how I, I was so cruel in that moment. It was a mistake. You made a mistake, so did daddy. I'm so sorry. And I watched his countenance. See, I'd sucked the life out of him in that moment. I humiliated him. And as I spoke that back into his life, I watched his countenance grow. Now, I can't, I can't promise he won't remember the anger 20 years. I can't promise that. But I can promise he will remember that his dad cleaned that up. Dads, we have to lead the way in this. And I know it feels weak when you apologize, but it is a, a powerful moment when you, when you can bow and say, I'm sorry, I messed up. See, when we do that, we are imitating our heavenly father. <laughs> While we were yet sinners, Jesus came, right? While we were still a mess and still enemies of God, Jesus came. When we, when we lead the way and say, I'm going to clean up where I burn my family. I'm going to clean up when I burn my coworkers. I'm going to clean up when I burn my friends. That is leading the way towards being more like our father in heaven. And God invites us. Listen, when you make a mess, grab a wet wipe. Don't, don't let them have that lingering burn on their fingertips and that lingering burn and the taste in their mouth from the words you spoke. Dads, your words can either breathe life or breathe death into your kids. Blessing or curse over your kids. Our words are so powerful. So let's get practical. Three things, really simple. How do you clean up? First, own your side of the burn. Own where you messed up. Then second, stop talking. Your words are the ones that got you in trouble in the first place. And then third, change. Own up, stop talking, and then change. When I say change, this is where the power of the gospel comes in play. Listen, Jesus didn't come to earth, live a perfect life, die in our place, and rise from the dead to just alter our behavior. He, he didn't just come saying, I want to help you just learn to shut up, speak up, and clean up. No, he wants to change us from the inside out. See, when you hear the word change, that's how we say it. What the Bible says is transformation. Change is what I do. Transformation is what only he can do. 
Changes on the outside, transformations on the inside. And so as we talk about words, yes, everything we've said so far, very practical, very helpful. But listen, when, when Jesus transforms you from the inside, it changes you on the outside. Our hope is not just that we get really good at shutting up. Our hope is that Jesus would transform us. Here's what it says in Luke 6.45. This is a, a hard truth. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. The stuff that's coming out of your mouth is what's truly inside you. And it should scare us. And it should wake us up. This is not a, a self-help teaching. Shut up and move on. No, God, will you change me? You want to know what's in your heart? What do you say when you stub your toe? Uh, no time to filter. What do you, you want to know what's in your heart? What, what do you say when your kid drops a smoothie? <sighs> See, after I cleaned up with my son, I had to go clean up with God and say, God, where, where did that come? Why was there such anger in that moment? See, the hope of the gospel, not that I try harder and do better, it's that he would transform me. In fact, if you're taking notes, here's your last thought. God doesn't just want to help you bite your tongue. He wants to transform your heart. He doesn't just want to help you learn to shut up. He wants to transform your heart from the inside out. And that's the power of the gospel. Ultimately, this is a heart issue. Ultimately, it's not, it's not a mouth issue. It's a heart issue. And what if God wanted to use Father's Day 2020 to change your heart? To renew us from the inside out. So let's talk. If you're honest, you might look around and say, I've been serving my family a lot of hot wings lately, and they're burned. Maybe you grew up in a house where you received a steady dose of hot wings as a kid, and now you don't know what else, but that you just perpetuate what happened to you. You say, can God transform that in me? Yeah, he can do that. Maybe you got a good balance of sweet wings and hot wings, and maybe the spirit of God would just whisper and say, hey, let's lay off those hot wings for a while. And you're, you're this close to having the family you dreamed of, the relationship with your kids you dreamed of, if you could just learn to just speak sweet over their life. God can transform us from the inside out. And you have a heavenly father, and his words are sweet, and they stick. And he speaks over us. You are loved. You are worth dying for. You are valuable. You are mine. God says, you are mine. He says, you're my kids. And in the quietness of your soul, you have words that you know you got to get rid of. In the quietness of your soul, you know there might be some harsh, hot words that were spoken to you that are still stuck to you. And you go, God, I want to give those to you. I don't want to, I don't want to live out of that old identity. I don't want to live out of those words. I want to live out of your sweet words over my life. Maybe you get under pressure and the weight of the pressure squeezes the hot out of you. And you, God, I don't know how to break that cycle. Here's the good news. He wants to transform you from the inside out. He's not trying to muzzle you. He's trying to free you. What if, what if God wanted to change your heart so that the words that came out in moments of pressure, the words that came out when you had no filter were actually sweet because it's not who you are anymore. This is for everybody. But dads, what if Father's Day 2020, God wanted to change some generational stuff 
Dads who don't know how to speak up and speak sweet words, that God would transform us so our, our boldness to speak into the life of our kids would be there. I'm proud of that, son. I love that in you, daughter. And that we learned the heated, the, the harsh words would not be the, the quick anger out of us because our heart's been changed. So I'm going to invite us to pray. And if that's you, maybe, maybe you just put your hands like this and say, God, I want that change. I've tried to muzzle myself long enough and I keep tripping up and I keep spewing hot sauce all over my family. I'm tired of having to clean up. God, would you clean me up instead? Maybe, maybe you're with your family and you're going to play it cool right now, but later on this week, you're going to come back to this moment and say, God, yes, that's me. So band, as I pray, man, let's pray over the dads of our church. You represent your families. We're praying over our church and the fathers of our church and everybody, but dads, this is your day. And so Jesus, thank you for forgiveness. Thank you for second chances. God, thank you that you didn't leave us here on our own to figure out all of this by ourselves. God, thank you that you don't treat us like we treat our kids sometimes, God. God, there are things in us that are broken. There are harsh words that were spoken over us years ago, maybe, and they still haunt us. God, I pray you'd almost give us a supernatural amnesia, that you would erase those things from us and those words that we've lived out of, maybe something your own dad said to you that, that cuts you deep and you still live out of that. God, would you give us a freedom from that so that we don't have to perpetuate what, what our own dad might have put in, into us or our own mom might have put into us. God, would you give us freedom because of Jesus in that? And then God, I pray you would transform our hearts. You'd take a heart of stone and make it a heart of flesh, that you would take a heart that's full of anger and frustration and pressure and stress. And God, maybe in a moment like this, you could, if, if we're willing, saying, God, would you change me? Holy Spirit, I believe in a moment like this, you can do that. So God, would you transform the hearts of anyone who's asking? But God, I pray for dads. Would you transform them from the inside out so that the words that overflow from them are sweet words? And God, I pray against Raising kids that have to spend their adult life trying to clean the hot sauce off their hands that burned them as a kid. God, I pray that the families of 12 Stone, we break that cycle. God, when we say transform families, this is what we're talking about. God, would you transform families from the inside out? Would kids leave, leave the house with a blessing on their life from their dad, not a curse? And God, you can do that in an instant. Would you change our hearts so that you can change our words? So we love you, Dad. We love you, Dad. Thank you for modeling that so well for us. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you again for spending time with us today. A special thanks to those of you who generously give through 12 Stone. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. And if you want to learn more about 12 Stone, make sure you follow us on social at 12 Stone Church and check out a location or a watch party near you. And if you enjoyed the podcast, you could subscribe, share it with your friends, hit the share button, or even take a screenshot and throw it in your social stories. And make sure to tag 12 Stone Church. Let it be a blessing to somebody else. Thank you again, and we'll catch you on the next one.